With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is the Lombardi Line with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard on VSEN. We welcome you back in. It is our number two of the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM from downtown Las Vegas at our Circus Sportsbook Studios. Back with Matt Humans. I'm Ben Wilson. Great of Matt to uh, fill in for Mike Pritchard today. Uh, Mike is going to be with us tomorrow on the show. Michael Lombardi back on Thursday. You do the, uh, the Saturday and Sunday bet prep shows here on VEASAN amongst mm-hmm. other things. But you've got, so you had the, uh, the football handicapping contest that was a really, really cool thing to follow throughout the fall. Now you have the college basketball handicapping contest. Who, is, who are the early, who are the early horses here in the, uh, in the running there? Uh, Jim Root, college basketball handicapping specialist nice. from uh, Three Man Weave. Fellow Wisconsinite. Jim That's Root. right, Jim Root, 8-1-1 one, and one against the spread right out of the gate. Greg Hoops-Peterson, 8-2 and two with a wow. couple of best bet winners. And we have a group of cappers at 5-4-1, 5-5-everybody five five. Uh, kind of bunched up there in the middle. Two weeks into it, we're going to have nine total rounds, so a long way to go in this contest. But the great thing about it is uh, for those who are just getting into college hoops, and that's a lot that's of people. A great resource. Yeah. Uh, those, all of us in this contest have been handicapping college hoops every night since early November and betting these games every night since uh, for the past uh, three months. You get 50 plays, essentially. You get some common plays, some that are uh, duplicates, but... You get 50 uh, essentially best bets on the uh, Saturday card when there's about 140 games on that rotation. And that's right. valuable, you know, for the listener. You, you can, hey, if you don't like to play, fade it. If you like it, follow it. But you don't have to, uh, uh, you don't have to follow everything. I always say, uh, you know, when people take shots at you when you lose and you go two and three, you know, you suck, whatever. Hey, if you didn't like the plays before, you should have bet the opposite. Right. Well, you know, so great, that's, there's different ways. To... Yeah, different ways you can use the stuff that's out there. If you don't like yeah. some of the handicappers in there, if you don't like some of the plays, go opposite. Or if you do like it, you hear the analysis, follow. You, you have the choice as um, uh, as a viewer or a listener or a handicapper to follow or fade when you hear somebody analyze a game. And a lot of times when I hear somebody analyze the game, I'll say, hey, make a good point. You know, I was about ready to bet that. I'll probably go ahead and play it. Or I'll say, huh, I'm uh, he's, he's got it wrong. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm betting the opposite. So <clears throat> there's a lot of different ways you can use that information. At the very least, if you have not been betting college basketball since opening night, it's a great resource to just to get a you know, kind of that, uh, you know, that uh, barometer where, mm-hmm. where teams are viewed at by a lot of respected handicappers because it is so hard to just parachute into March Madness and start 
firing on teams you haven't watched all year or yeah. you don't have a sense of where they're at in the market. So that, that, and that's every Friday night picks come out? That's yeah. every Friday night because... Friday night. Uh, oh, that's right, Saturday yeah, card. Yeah, the Saturday card, yeah. the Saturday college card with 140 games essentially is uh, what this whole contest is based on. And um, we've got eight handicappers, and I'm playing along. Daniel Alvari of Vicent is playing along unofficially, so we have 10 handicappers giving Very out cool. plays. Right. On the Saturday Bet Prep Show, that's Scott Spreitzer and I. Will Hill has been a big part of that show this season. He just joined us in the previous hour. And uh, Saturday night on that show, I said, now is a good time to take 7-1 to one odds on Tom Brady mm. to go to the 49ers. Because, and that's the number DraftKings had up last week going into the weekend. If Brock Purdy implodes, plays poorly in this NFC Championship game, that's going to open the door for Tom Brady to go to the 49ers. Because they have a team, the 49ers, that's ready to win a Super Bowl right now. Offense, defense, uh, I'll let you throw out the number you just threw out about how well the um, the San Francisco defense played if uh, Shanahan had challenged, successfully challenged uh, that uh, catch by Devontae Smith from Jalen Hurts. But uh, <clears throat> I said take 7-1 to one now because if uh, Brock Purdy plays poorly, I do think the 49ers are going to make a run at Tom Brady because you only have the windows only open for so long. When you have an elite right. defense, you got all this uh, offensive uh, playmaking talent. You got to get a quarterback. The one thing the Niners are missing a quarterback with experience, a guy who's been there. Hey, there just happens to be a seven time Super Bowl winner out there who's a free agent who grew up a 49ers fan and is dying to come home. Now, I have been told by two really good sources over the past two months. And they were on the money about this. They said that the Raiders were done with Derek Carr. And that was after the Raiders, you remember the two-game trip the Raiders took to uh, New Orleans and Jacksonville where they didn't cross midfield against the Saints. It was one of the worst offensive performances you're ever going to see in the history of the NFL. And then they went to Jacksonville and blew the big lead and lost that game. After that trip, uh, Josh McDaniels and Mark Davis met. We're done with Derek Carr. That's it. We're moving on. And McDaniels... One of his best friends just happens to be Tom Brady. And I was told by this uh, one, one of the sources that it was essentially a done deal that Brady and McDaniels struck that he's going to come to the Raiders in 2023. What could change that, Ben? What could change that? <laughs> How about if Tom Brady's favorite team, the 49ers, need a quarterback yep. and they come calling and he says, sorry, Josh, I know we had a handshake deal, but you know what? The 49ers are ready to win a Super Bowl now. And I want to go home. This is the one thing that could change Brady's arrangement with uh, the Raiders. And we've also heard reports that Brady's been house hunting. And uh, some say he's already bought a house here in the Las Vegas Valley. I'm not sure if that's the case. But he's, he has uh, been house hunting out here in Vegas. I think the 49ers, Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, have to make that call. And you know Tom Brady's going to answer it. And you got a team that's ready to win a Super Bowl right now. So Brady has gone from plus 750, his next team odds at DraftKings, plus 750 last week to the 49ers, to right now plus 150, the favorite. Uh, The Raiders were plus 150 favorites going into the weekend, and now the 49ers are favorites because Brock Purdy didn't fall on his face, Ben. He didn't play poorly, but the injury is just as bad because he's going to be out several months. Right. And what what do you want to do at this point when you have a quarterback who can't participate for the next five or six months in your offseason? Hey, you bring in Brady. You let him uh, kind of tutor 
Brock Purdy behind him for a year, maybe two, who knows, whatever. You got Trey Lance in the picture, too, who could, could compete for the backup job. I think it makes all the sense in the world, and I believe the 49ers should be the favorite on this odds board. If you can find an odds board out there where you're getting two to one or better than that on Brady to go to San Francisco, take it. Plus 150 now. At least th- those are DraftKings numbers, on, and it's not available right now everywhere. It kind of depends on the jurisdiction you're in. DraftKings legal in a bunch of different states. But on some of the states, we have been able to compile this together. 49ers plus 150, Raiders plus 175. And for San Francisco now, the Brock pretty torn UCL that was reported yesterday by Adam Schefter of ESPN. It's a situation where it's not a guarantee that he's only out six months. They're, they're doing the second. He wanted to get mm-hmm. a second opinion, uh, did Purdy, on whether he would need full Tommy John reconstruction surgery right. for that ligament. There's the, set, there's the other procedure that's not as severe that could it could potentially only limit him to be out for six months if it's just a lig like a dang, damaged ligament repair. So you're looking at six months probably as the best case scenario. This could be a full year thing if Purdy ends up having the severer of the yeah. two surgeries. Yeah. But regardless, yeah. you're you have a third string quarterback from this year who is a seventh round pick who at the very least will be out until until basically the start of training camp. Trey Lance coming off a broken foot who's on the third year of a rookie deal expected to be back not to 100% full health until probably the start of training camp. And those are the only two guys on the on the active roster right now. Jimmy Garoppolo is an unrestricted free agent. You can't consider him a realistic piece whatsoever. So the Tom Brady piece it makes a lot of sense logistically now. I think it makes all the sense have, in the world. And I would have said had San Francisco made the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. there was no way you could have considered yeah. that because well, Purdy would have been – he would have had to have been, barring an injury, you could still consider it. You could still consider it if he imploded in the Super Bowl. <laughs> right. Seriously, or, or, yes, it or all it takes agree. one really bad performance from a young quarterback like that, and you say, okay, we need, a, we need a veteran who can get us over the top, and that's Tom Brady. He's out there. Hey, look, the numbers, the eye, the eye test is one thing. The numbers will also tell you that Brady had a better season than Aaron Rodgers. Now, who's, who's got more upside the next two years? Probably Rodgers, because he's younger. He's got a little bit more mobility, but... The Packers are not going to trade Rodgers. It doesn't look like to an NFC team. Looks mm-hmm. like they're hell-bent on saying, uh, we're going to send Rodgers to an AFC team so we don't have to deal with him. Right. Which is why the Jets are the uh, second choice. Where will Aaron Rodgers play next year? The Packers, the favorites, minus 125. Reports now that they want to move on. I think uh, everybody's a little bit tired of this uh, Groundhog Day scenario with Aaron Rodgers at, at the end of the season. Well, I don't know if I want to keep playing. I don't know if I'm going to come back. That just wears on you after a while. And oh, also, yeah. he signed a three-year, $150 million contract last year, Ben. You know this as a Packers fan. He didn't play up to that. And you got a guy, Jordan Love, who actually I thought showed some promise in a little bit of uh, action he got this year. You traded up in the first round for a reason to get Love. At some point, you got to give him a chance. Maybe now's the point. Where do you think Rodgers goes? I would have to, I would have to think the Jets are a viable option. The Raiders are interesting here at five to one because I really think Josh McDaniel's backup plan, if the Tom Brady thing falls through, is going to be Jimmy G. Quarterbacks he worked with in New England, who's he got? Jarrett Stidham finished the season. Yeah. He brought St- Jarrett Stidham from Stidham. New England. He worked with Jimmy G. He was going to bring out Tom Brady. It's all familiarity right. with Josh McDaniels. But Aaron Rodgers is kind of a dark horse there if things don't work out with Brady or Jimmy G. Who knows? You could bring Rodgers out, reunite him with Devontae Adams. There uh, is that piece, you know? right? 
You got a lot of soap opera storylines here, Ben, with the quarterbacks and uh, these prop bets that are up on Brady and Rodgers. I think it's amazing having you know, grown up in Wisconsin in the early 90s right. when Brett Favre was essentially treated like a god. It, it is amazing that Rodgers has basically turned into, if we're talking about on the field, the way he has handled everything toward the end of his career, basically turned into Favre 2.0. Yeah. I mean, he's become a total diva. Like the way the game ended week 18 when they lost at home to Detroit mm-hmm. and the way Rodgers just flipped the switch so quickly from losing the game to all of a sudden, you know, doing his looking up at the sky. Like it was, it, remember, Favre did this in 2005, three, sure. four years before he retired. I mean, he's, he put the whole thing into motion right. way, way before the end was actually, uh, you know, the end was actually there. I'm still not, con- I'm still not convinced this isn't just kind of a charade for Rodgers to stay in the talking points and in A blocks of shows like ours this offseason. Would not surprise me if Rodgers says, you know what, I feel like I got another year in the tank. I want to go back to Green Bay. He's under contract there. They paid him a ton of money. Would not surprise me if he's still in, in Green Bay. Maybe that's just wishful thinking as a Packer fan. Would not surprise me whatsoever. All right, we have more NFL to talk about. Tank Williams, great NFL expert. He joins us next. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. You're listening to The Lombardi Line on VSEN with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. The big game means big plans for VEASAN. VEASAN will be in the middle of all the action and broadcasting live from Radio Row in Phoenix with athlete and celebrity interviews and our experts breaking down the game. You won't want to miss any of VEASAN's coverage, so huddle up and watch. Follow the money, the Lombardi line. Hey, that's us. VEASAN Final Countdown and VEASAN Primetime all live from Radio Row starting next week. For betting splits, expert picks, and big game props, head to VEASAN.com. That is V-S-I-N.com. I'll be doing the shows Monday and Tuesday from here in Las Vegas while Mike Pritchard is on Radio Row. I live technically in Glendale, Arizona, is where, uh, where the Super Bowl is being played, Matt. Yeah, the uh, the Phoenix Valley is gigantic. It is, yes. If you've been down there, uh, it's kind of it's one thing when you live in the Las Vegas Valley and you can get to one side to the other in maybe uh, a half hour, 35, 40 minutes. Man, you go from one side of the Phoenix Valley to the other. Oh. Let's say you're up in Scottsdale, you're driving all the way. It, take, it takes over an hour sometimes to drive all the way through that valley. It's just a massive area down there and uh the glendale the stadium out there in glendale is um 
set way out from the right. downtown, from the city. But it's, it's a pretty good, the way it's been built up is great. And you've got a Texas Roadhouse out there right next to the stadium, <laughs> which, I, there you go. which I love. And uh, plenty of great restaurants and places to hang out out there. And uh, the, the golf event's going to be going on next week, too. That's the, right. The Waste, yeah, Waste Management, Management Phoenix right. Open, which is one of the great stops on tour every year because the crowd gets into it. You know, two years ago in August, Brady Cannon and I went down there for a DraftKings show on the road at TPC Scottsdale at the golf course, and we played it, and that was a great trip down there. So what a great weekend in Phoenix with the golf tournament, the Super Bowl, and uh, it's great to see the v is going to be at the uh, at the game. Absolutely. Of course, you could not leave out the fast food options, could could our resident fast food expert, uh, Matt Eubens. Texas, Texas Roadhouse. There's also Portillo's, uh, I understand. Portillo's Phoenix. in Matt, Scottsdale. <laughs> Matt makes a, a once-a-year trip, too, just to try. Okay, so we're, we're getting ready now for the big game. Again, we have all of our coverage starting next Monday on the show, which will be a lot of fun. For now, though, uh, we saw player props get released last night, so our first chance to get a deep dive into those is we welcome in Tank Williams, who joins us, uh, who's joined us throughout the NFL season here on VEASAN. Tank, an outstanding betting and fantasy analyst for Yahoo Sports, played in the league for a bunch of years. Uh, Tank, great to see you once again. As we get set now for the big game, player props are out. Uh, from your first like, kind of perfunctory view of the matchup, who, who are you giving the edge to at least early on in this process? Uh, I mean, well, just kind of giving them a quick glance right now. I know I did a preview uh, before the possible release, and the one thing I wanted to look at were Jalen Hurts combined passing and rushing yard totals and trying to see where those would be at because I felt like it was a pretty good matchup going against that Kansas City defense. And right now it's around 292, around what we've seen it typically throughout the season, and I see it at minus 120. Uh, I mean, that looks fair right now. I don't see any, like, particular upside there. I think the Jalen Hurts anytime touchdowns are always appealing just because he likes to use his legs in the red zone. That's at minus 110 right now. I think when you look at the way that you want to attack that Kansas City Chiefs defense, you want to attack them on the outside. We saw T. Higgins high-pointing the hell out of the ball against the uh, Chiefs in that conference championship game. And so I think A.J. Brown has had a couple quiet playoff games today. I think he's in play, and also obviously Devontae Smith as well. When you're looking at the uh, Eagles on with the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tank, uh, because you're a fantasy analyst, I, I wanted to ask you about the player props too. And you're also a former defensive back. So which uh, – and, and you kind of made a reference there to A.J. Brown, who did not put up big numbers in the first two playoff games for the Eagles. When you watch the matchups, uh, the tight ends, who do you think could get loose and put up big numbers on both sides of the ball here, talking about the Eagles and the and the, uh, and the the Chiefs offensively? Uh, I actually like both tight ends. When you look okay. at it from Travis Kelsey's standpoint, you have Bradbury, you have Darius Slay on the outside for the Philadelphia Eagles defense, two of the better corners in the league. And so there's going to be tough sledding, especially when you have a bunch of wide receivers in Kansas City. One, they're banged up, and two, you really don't have like a go-to number one guy right. that's just a consistent threat on the outside. So from that standpoint, I feel like Kansas City are pick and choose that poison on the outside, hitting MBS and guys like that when you have one-on-one opportunities. But other than that, I think they'll lean heavy on the run. When you look at the way that the commanders are able to beat the Philadelphia Eagles in the middle of the season with a solid run game, it's not like they ran for a uh, you know, a great average. I think they only averaged 3.1 yards per carry, but they had close to 150 yards rushing. So I think Pacheco is in play uh, from the prop standpoint for the uh, Kansas City offense, and as well as uh, uh, Travis Kelsey. I think he'll be heavily used along the middle of that uh, defense uh, trying to attack Philadelphia. How about from the Eagles' perspective? A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, uh, Dallas Goddard, who do you think 
If you had to bet on somebody to put up the biggest numbers on the uh, Eagles offense in terms of receiving catches or yards, who would you bet on there? Uh, I mean, I think that A.J. Brown is due. Uh, what I really wanted to see was the longest reception prop. I've been wearing those guys out. Like, I felt that, you know, they were hit against the um, – uh, whenever you play, like, the 49ers, I felt like teams that had, you know, some dynamic guys on the outside that those would be in play. Uh, obviously, Philadelphia didn't really have to attack them too far downfield because of their quarterback situation. But the only longest reception prop that I see currently is Travis Kelsey. Right. Uh, I would prefer to see, you know, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, once those come out – and see where they are. Uh, I think they'll probably be in that 22-and-a-half to 24-and-a-half range, and I think I like that play, especially thinking about the Chiefs trying to stop the run, trying to stop Jalen Hurts, and then giving them one-on-one matchups on the outside and either A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith being able to take advantage of that. Yeah, and Tank Williams, you can follow at TankWilliams13. Does a great job as a, a NFL fantasy betting analyst for Yahoo Sports, joining us right now on the Lombardi line. As we stick with that Philadelphia offense versus Kansas City defensive matchup, Legereus Sneed goes in concussion protocol. Uh, you have Willie Gay, who's questionable. He was banged up late in the game against Cincinnati. If we look at the secondary in particular, since that's the position you played, how big of a drop-off do you see it being if it is Sneed out and you replace a guy like a, a Justin Watson coming in or one of the other backup corners uh, if you look at the Kansas City perspective there in the secondary? I mean, it's always tough sledding. When you're looking at that Philadelphia offense, I mean, just tell me a weak spot. They have one of the better offensive lines in the league. Dallas Goddard is one of the better tight ends. A.J. Brown, we've been talking him up all season. Devontae Smith is similar to the situation you have in Cincinnati where you have a 1A, 1B with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. I mean, you look at A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith the same way, and I think a lot of people have been doubting Jalen Hurts throughout the season. But if you look at his body of work, having explosive plays downfield on the regular, using his legs to get explosive plays in the run game, you know, being able to rush for touchdowns in the red zone to eliminate turnover opportunities there. Uh, and only having a small amount of interceptions, even though you're press, pressing the ball downfield. So I think I think that um, Jalen Hurts, to me, was the MVP of the league until he got injured. Obviously, it's hard to discount Patrick Mahomes and what he did, what he does on an annual basis, and he's definitely deserving of the MVP as well. But Jalen Hurts put up one hell of a season. I'm looking forward to him being healthy and going toe to toe with one of the best quarterbacks that we've seen in a long time, and Patrick Mahomes and seeing how he stands. Jalen Watson, I was going to say, and Josh Williams. Those are the two backup corners if Snead is not able to go there, Matt. Hey, you got two quarterbacks facing off here who I think had the two best seasons in the NFL, talking about Mahomes and Hurts. And I've been a big Jalen Hurts fan uh, for a while. I thought he was going to have a good season. Sometimes you got to give these young quarterbacks time to mature, and the Eagles put so many offensive weapons around him in the offseason. I think that definitely helped his development to have uh, guys like A.J. Brown and uh, Devontae mm -hmm. Smith around him. Tank, I want to ask you, how do you see this game playing out? The total is 49.5, 50. Do you think this is going to be a high-scoring game or not? I do. Yeah. I mean, whenever you have Patrick Mahomes in the game, you expect them to be able to score points. I think that Travis Kelsey will have an advantage against that Philadelphia interior of the defense. And I think Patrick Mahomes will be strategic how he attacks the outside. Uh, and also, I think a lot of check downs to guys like Pacheco, McKinney, using those backside of the backfield and trying to take advantage of matchups that way. And when you look at it from the Philadelphia offensive perspective, I mean, we've seen guys have success 
against that Kansas City Chiefs defense. I mean, look no further than Russell Wilson. We talked about how bad the Denver Broncos offense was throughout the entire season, yet the Kansas City Chiefs defense was about the only defense that allowed Russ to actually cook. Like This dude had three passing touchdowns in one week and threw for a passing touchdown and had two rushing touchdowns in other. And you look at it and say, like, hey, I can see Jalen Hurts using his legs against that defense, and I can see him throwing the ball to all those weapons on the outside. So are you really scared or are you really leery about Philadelphia putting up points against that defense? I don't think so. So that tells them that we should be able to get to the over. And I would expect that as we get closer to the game, it will start to tick up that total. And again, the pass plus rush yards right now hurts at 296 and a half. And that's a number you're going to be monitoring uh, their tank. And then as I, I pull up and update the uh, the early receiving yardage props just posted at DraftKings last night, you have Travis Kelsey, 77 and a half on the reception yards. Dallas Goddard, uh, 46 and a half on the reception yards. And not a surprise, though, right, Tank? You see the two quarterbacks, they are favorites to win the uh, the Super Bowl MVP. Is that the direction you'd be looking at or any other? Is there a long shot you could realistically uh, see actually winning that award? Uh, it's interesting. I mean, I think a long shot, uh, a long, long shot, I would like to see his eyes. Look at Hassan Reddick. We've had so much rhetoric that goes around about Nick Bosa, about Michael Parsons, and rightfully so, because those dudes get to the quarterbacks like none other. But this dude, Hassan Reddick, I mean, he's been on the tear in the postseason. And if he's able to affect Patrick Mahomes, and we already know that Patrick Mahomes is going to be two weeks healthy as well. And so if that Philly pass defense shows up and they're able to harass Mahomes, get him off the spot, create some turnovers, get some sacks, I think he could be somebody that kind of creeps into that race late. But if we go the traditional route, yeah, definitely the quarterback. Yeah. 30 to 1, though, on, on Reddick right now. That's uh, Bet MGM. As Tank Williams joins us from Yahoo Sports Fantasy Analyst, uh, talking all things NFL here on the Lombardi line. Tank, appreciate it. Enjoy the buildup here to the Super Bowl. Not for sure. Thanks for having me. All right, we will continue the guest train when we return. Josh Applebaum joins the show. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. If you're looking for a betting edge on football's big game, the VEASAN experts have got you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides for the biggest games of the season where our experts break down brackets, best bets, and all the big game props. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit vsin.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99. That is vsin.com slash subscribe. Back with Matt Humans. I'm Ben Wilson on the Lombardi line. Final half hour of the show for us, Matt. We've got some Pebble mm-hmm. Beach talk coming up next segment, which I'm very excited for. Pebble Beach uh, Pro-Am starting on Thursday as the West Coast Swing continues. One more guest to get to as well. It's Josh Applebaum with us each and every Tuesday at this time on the Lombardi line. Josh, you have some college hoops you're playing tonight. Excited to get into that with you. First off, though, what can you tell us about the market movement early on here in the Super Bowl between the Chiefs and Eagles? Yeah, so Matt and Ben, it's great to be with you. And by the way, guys, it's huge here in New England and Massachusetts in particular. We we launched legalized sports betting today. So at the three casinos in Massachusetts, it's been a long time coming. Encore Boston, which is close to me, that's going to be the casino that I'll be going to quite a bit. Plain Ridge Park Casino, MGM Springfield. We became the 33rd state today in the country to have legalized betting. So it's only in person for now, but we will have mobile betting uh, coming up here in March in time for March Madness. But people are pumped. People are excited. People were camping out, getting ready to place their first wagers today. Johnny Damon and, uh, you know, all these old Boston guys here were, were there to place their first bets. Edelman supposed to make a big bet here tonight. So had to fit that in, guys. It's a huge day go. to legalize betting here in Massachusetts. So we're not quite at the Nevada level, but we're, you know, we're getting, uh, you know, uh, going on your heels a little bit here to try to catch up yeah. to you. Uh, but in terms of this game today, uh, or in terms of the Super Bowl, guys, what's interesting to me 
uh, is kind of the line movement, the percentages, and some of these betting system matches. So look at kind of how the line moved. You know, you open out a lot of shops close to a pick'em type game. You did see Circa and a couple books open a little bit as a favorite here to court toward Kansas City. Maybe they got out ahead of themselves a little bit. You know, that minus two and a half opener for Kansas City immediately got hit at Circa. You saw this line flip all the way to uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. Minus two, even some shops were hitting at a two and a half. But over the last 24 hours, you've seen some buyback here. A lot of those Eagles minus twos are down to minus one and a half. So I think in terms of just, you know, looking at the way the line has moved, we actually, you know, we obviously saw an incredible back and forth line move in the AFC championship game based on Mahomes' uh, questionable status with his ankle. Early move was to Cincy, went back obviously toward uh, toward uh, Kansas City. They end up winning and covering that name as a contrarian, uh, as a contrarian favorite. So I'm going to wait this thing out, but there are a couple things to look for. If you're liking Philadelphia here, one thing that you've seen that's done very well is short favorites in the Super Bowl. If you look at uh, it doesn't happen too often, but if you look at since 2005, when you were a short favorite of laying two and a half or less, you're three and one ATS overall, you're three and oh ATS the last three matchups. So if you look at the Kansas City Chiefs against San Francisco a couple of years ago, they cover the two and a half Patriots against the Rams, Patriots against Seattle. They're both around minus one, minus two. They both cover those numbers. So what's interesting is when you're a dog in the Super Bowl, getting three or more, you tend to do pretty well. You're 11 and seven against the spread uh, over the last, uh, you know, about 20 years or so. But if you're a short favorite, you tend to cover these numbers. So we'll see how this thing develops moving forward. You know, Kansas City could be a teaser play, one and a half. Uh, you can still find that hook there. Should be out there up to seven and a half. So I'm going to wait this thing out. I do lean a little bit with the Eagles based on that line move because when you see line moves in the Super Bowl, uh, there's so, so much data to go off of. These lines are so sharp. It causes a lot of money to move these numbers. And if you just go with the team getting the line move in the Super Bowl, at least a half point in their favor, they're 11 and four against the spread since 2005. So that would match 73% system here with the Eagles based on the opener to the current. But also, guys, one thing I'm looking at, I'm going to wait here on the spread. We have two weeks here. It could have, could be a lot of back and forth. I don't love that Philly's getting around 70% of bets. What jumped out to me is the total. You know, it's been sitting around 50. You're starting to see a little bit of juice here on the under 50, 50 under minus 115. Like it may get down to 49 and a half. The public split right down the middle with this total. But here's an angle that I'm liking and leaning to the under here. Super Bowl totals of 48 or more. They're seven and two to the under 78% since 2008. And if you just look at high playoff totals in general, 40 or higher, the under is four and one this postseason. It's 24 and 12, 67% the last five postseason. So again, wait out this movement here. It was an early move toward Philly. You've seen a little buyback on KC last 24 hours. But to me, I'm intrigued by maybe grabbing that under 50 right now, thinking it, this is going to be the high watermark and it may fall a bit. Under potential at uh, 50, 40, 49 and a half. That's where the market is settled into is Josh Applebaum joins us from, uh, from Boston. Yeah. All right, Josh. So sports books are open in uh, Massachusetts. How about this? If you want to <laughs> grab the chiefs plus three, is there a possibility that if you go to Pennsylvania, if you get to some of these East coast books that they're going to be higher on uh, Philly because of all the uh, liability they have on the Eagles is, if uh, you think that's realistic, you got a decent chance of finding plus three if you like KC on the East Coast somewhere. So I think, Matt, it's a great point. You may get a better number, but I don't know if you get the three with that key number. But I think to your point here, and this is a great reason to sign up for the Visa newsletter, visa.com slash newsletter. You get it every single morning. But we're kind of talking about kind of uh, the, the locale of the sports book. And obviously we have sports betting now 33 states and counting different books are going to be shading their numbers toward different sides so i thought it was really interesting on lombardi line with patrick and michael yesterday you had thomas gable come on i've been to the borgata you go there you sweat a game it's almost all eagles fans out there mm -hmm. so what did tg do when the market was opening at a pick'em or even a slight you know casey favorite here 
TG opened it minus one and a half toward Philly because he knew that no matter what number he opened at, you'd get a ton of Eagles betters just because that's really their their neck of the woods there. So I think it's an important uh, point here, Maddie. You know, we are able to shop around, you know, different states. You can travel to different states. You can drive to different states. Like if you're in my state, different New England states. Obviously, we're going to be leaning if the Patriots are in the Super Bowl, probably more toward the Pats. But it's a great point. Don't just assume that every sports book is going to have the same number. You're going to have different books leaning on different sides based on the locality and kind of the uh, the clientele that they cater to. So I don't forget the three, Matt. But again, you may get a two versus a one and a half or maybe a two and a half if you're in one of these states that leans toward one of these teams in the, in the Super Bowl. Josh, you got pretty close to getting to three on Sunday night. You know, we're seeing a lot of books move to two and a half out here. And obviously at this point, what, how much of the Super Bowl betting handle on the side do you think is in? Five percent? So when you get the public really start to check in on this game late next week, I think there's a chance you're going to have some books that go to three, especially on the East Coast where you're going to have some uh, Philadelphia liability. But anyway, that's just something to watch if you're looking, if you like the Chiefs and you're looking for a better number. I still think it's very early in the process here, Josh. It really is super early. And I think that's tough, Matt, because, you know, as betters, you know, we're kind of excited to sweat a game or sweat, uh, you know, the games tonight. So it's kind of hard. You almost have to have like a futures mentality of, you know, don't uh, don't go so crazy so early. It's a mm-hmm. long lead up here. There's going to be a lot of prop betting. So we'll see how this thing develops. But to your point, Matt, like 70 percent of bets are on the Eagles right now. But that 70 percent, is that like a true heavy public side? The public hasn't had their say. They tend to bet closer to game time here. So let's see how this thing develops. You could have some movement in general, but to me, when I'm looking at percentages and going contrarian, best idea is to wait as long as you can, as close to game time, because that's when the public's really going to get down and the data is going to be the strongest. Again, Josh Applebaum joining us right now, host of the VEASAN Morning Daily Bets podcast at Josh underscore insights, where you get uh, Josh's work on Twitter for the games tonight. Now we transition into this every night, uh, betting sort of uh, sort of stretch now over the next couple of weeks while we <laughs> wait for the Super Bowl. Matt Humans is on the UNLV Colorado State game tonight. Uh, you took what three and a half? Three and a with, half uh, with the with, Rebels with UNLV. All right, what what are you seeing in the market, Josh? This is the game you uh, you highlighted for us. Yeah, so maybe we can middle this thing, or we can both win this thing, Maddie. I'm going uh, money line here on Colorado State. What jumped out to me is just kind of a, a epic contrarian play here with a reverse line move on Colorado State as kind of a fishy favorite. So uh, you're looking at the points with UNLV. I can't blame anybody here, but if you look at what the market's done, a lot of these books open Colorado State as low as a minus one and a half point home favorite. They got up to three. Now, Matt, as the wise guy you are, you got a great number at three and a half. A lot of these books are down to three at this point. But the reason why I like Colorado State, I know Ken Palm only has them, has them winning this game by one point, but this is just kind of the ultimate buy low, sell high, really fishy play. If you look at uh, Colorado State, they're only 10 and 12 this year. Um, they're only one and four of their last six games versus UNLV, 14 and seven, they've won two straight. So just from the standpoint of why is Colorado State a favorite in this game? You know, you go on gambling Twitter, it's wrong team is favored. But to me, this would be kind of a fishy line where I embrace the fishy side. You also look at bad ATS, good ATS. Colorado State is only 7-14 and 14 against the spread. They haven't covered very often versus UNLV 11-9 and 9 ATS. So that's kind of a buy low on the team that doesn't cover, sell high on the team that does cover quite a bit. This is one, just one of those gross ones here where it doesn't make much sense. Almost like Texas Tech yesterday where you saw that line move toward Tech as an unranked home favorite versus ranked opponent late. Not quite as pronounced here, dog to favorite, but I'm going money line here, Colorado State. And maybe we can, uh, you know, win by three or less here, Maddie. We can both uh, both cash this bet. <clears throat> there you go. I mean, it w- wouldn't surprise me. Actually, the first meeting between these teams went to overtime. Colorado yeah. State was down four with eight seconds to go and won 82 to 81 <laughs> yeah. in OT, one of the uh, great collapses. Not as big as Iowa State blowing a 23-point <laughs> lead in the final 12 and a half minutes last night, Josh. 
no, that was incredible. And again, a lot yeah. that was kind of a late evolving play, as I mentioned, because Iowa State, I think they opened like a pick on. They got up to minus one and a half, minus two, kind of sat there much of the day. But yeah. that late movement, I love seeing that late movement right when you get closer to game time uh, or last couple hours here. And it just didn't make sense why Texas Tech would struggled so much 0-8 in conference play. Why did they flip <laughs> all the way to two and a half point favorites? So that was an epic wise guy hit. If you took Tech, had to sweat that thing. But one guy, one uh, game real quick, guys. I know we got to get out of here. Keep an eye on Maryland tonight. I'm on the Terps. They're at home against Indiana. Public's all over Indiana, yet we've seen mm -hmm. this line go to Maryland, opening around minus two up to minus three. You're only getting 40% of bets, but almost 60% of the money on Maryland. Maryland 11 and one at home. Indiana is just three and four on the road. And maybe a look ahead spot here. Sometimes you can kind of think about the next game. Maybe it clouds your vision a bit. You have Indiana playing number one Purdue their next game. I like Maryland here at home to get this thing done. Definitely a look ahead spot for the Hoosiers. Yep. Josh Applebaum <laughs> echoing what Matt Eumann said earlier. Eumann's uh, thinking the same thing on that Indiana-Maryland game tonight. Josh, great to see you as always. We appreciate uh, the all the, uh, the times you're coming out here on the show. And we'll check you out on Twitter there. Josh underscore insights. Peace and daily morning daily bets on the podcast. Thanks, Josh. Thanks, guys. Ready for some Pebble Beach, Matt? We're going to do that next as we wrap things up on the Lombardi Line. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. You're listening to The Lombardi Line on v With Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app, featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager with BetMGM. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. For gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Big thanks to our guest today, Will Hill, Tank Williams, Josh Applebaum, and thanks to uh, Matt Humans. This is usually your, your like two hours of sleep window, but you, you powered through. You are correct. 
But uh, that's okay. It's great to be in here today. we got a lot to talk about. College hoops, NFL, golf. Let's wrap it up. Let's do it. Pebble Beach Pro-Am starting Thursday as the West Coast Swing continues. Uh, Tough tough tournament in general, Matt, to handicap because of the multi-course nature. Mm -hmm. It's the last tournament of the year where you get a multi-course setup. So you have Pebble Beach where two of the rounds will be played at. Monterey Peninsula, which generally grades out as the easiest of the three courses. And then Spyglass gets a round as well, which... You get a lot of variants there. It's the toughest course if winds are picking up right on the coast there. It it can be, and it's also the longest course of the three. It can play a little bit easier if the weather holds up. With that all being said, this is such a unique tournament because of the three courses, because of the pro-am format, but it's also a, a tournament that really emphasizes approach games. Pebble Beach, one of the smallest greens on average in tour. Uh, when you look at the that compared to the rest of the PGA Tour, as a result, how are you looking to approach this? What are you emphasizing here that coming into this? I always point? emphasize uh, course form and current form, number one yeah. and number two. And, uh, you know, here you got Jordan Spieth, who's got outstanding course form here. Like you said, it's, it's not a, as easy to handicap when you're playing on three different courses, and that's like the American Express a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. out in the desert. Uh, at Torrey Pines, it's not that difficult because you got the north course and the south course. And you know that the South Course is about two and a half strokes more difficult, right? Isn't that about how about, it grades out? Yes, that's about. about south right. Course is more difficult. Here at um, uh, Pebble Beach, it's a little bit more of a handicapping challenge. But again, the guys who play well uh, at Pebble Beach tend to play well here every year. And uh, Jordan Spieth is one of those guys. 17 under, finished second last year. In 2021, 15 under, tied for third. In 2020, eight under, top 10 finish. Spieth has got the best uh, course form of all the guys here. And uh, I think he deserves to be the favorite this week, but he's not. And right now at Circa, he's at 14 to 1. I had not bet him yet. I talked about him on the show this morning with Mitch and Paul on Follow the Money, and 12 to 1 was the price at that time. I'm going to play the 14 to 1 on Spieth here at Circa. I think that's a fair price for a guy I think. I believe should be favored in this tournament. I also played Spieth to finish top five at plus 280. You got the same price at DraftKings that you have a bet MGM on that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm going to play top five and win on Jordan Spieth. Maverick McNeely, according to the odds right now, one of the most overrated golfers in the market. He's just not that good. He doesn't have a standout quality. But, Ben, he grew up on this course at Pebble Beach. And two years ago, in 21, he went 16 under and he finished second. Last year, he didn't play all that great. He was 7-under, uh, tied for 33rd. In 2020, he was 9-under. That was a top-five finish. Maverick McNeely, this is my last shot with him. If he can't do last it... Last chance. It is. If he can't do it here on his home course, I don't think he's going to do it anywhere. If he can't do it here, he can't do it anywhere. I played him a 20-to-1, which is no bargain, uh, but I also played him top-10 at plus 240. Again, the same price at MGM that you're going to find at DraftKings. Also, Seamus Power, last year, top 10 finish, 13 under. He went out, Ben, 64-64 in the first two rounds uh, last year. He imploded, at the, he imploded on Monterey, which was the quote-unquote easy course. Exactly. Uh, that was the frustrating part about Power last year. Yeah. Very good point. He did. And, uh, and Power, I thought, was in great shape last year. And his current form's pretty good, too. I thought he started off the year playing pretty good golf. So we're going to go Spieth, Power, McNeely. If you want one long shot, I'm going to give you Bo Hostler who was uh, right now at circa 65 to 1. Mm. Uh, he, he was 16 under and third in this tournament last year. 
And uh, I think that's uh, going to be my long shot play this week. But Spieth, McNeely, Power, my top three. How about you? There we go. Uh, by the way, the full odds board, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Jordan Spieth at BetMGM are co-favorites at 11-1. to 1. Spieth, though, I'm looking at other markets. Circa is not the favorite. DraftKings, Spieth is 12-1, to 1, joined by Hovland. So those are really your top three. Then it falls off towards the McNeely, Tom Hoagie, Seamus Power, range and, and then on and, and then on and there and by the way tom hoagie a long shot won it last year yes hoagie you're, yes you're defending champion yeah. uh coming in for tom hoagie it's funny how the when i was doing the numbers and, and looking at the, the course form the numbers i'm looking to emphasize in in this particular tournament mcneely popped then i looked at the odds board and i was like Ooh, seriously yeah. this guy's fourth on the odds board that's uh-huh. crazy so I, I i don't see the value on mcneely on the outright market i will, no I, will look, I will look to bet him in Nevada, we have not gotten the uh, the derivative numbers that have come out yet. I see right now you can get them in the plus 210 range, most shops, uh, East Coast, or plus 110 to finish uh, top 20, plus 210 to finish top 10. That's how I will attack uh, Maverick McNeely. But that's a really short number on a guy who I do like this week. But as you say, what is what is the previous performance really done to deserve him being well it's also as you know golf betting is kind of a personal uh thing as well because i'm invested on maverick mcneely i started betting him last year and um you know if he wins and i don't play him this week i'm gonna feel like an idiot i'm i'm (laughs) I'm not gonna forget it for a long time but like i said this is the last time i'm playing him on the futures board and a 20 to 1 you're right it's no bargain there's no value but i'm invested in him i gotta play him because if he's gonna win I think he's going to win here. And he is on the season, second in strokes gained putting, which helps when you get, we have the slow POA greens yeah. that he's very familiar oh, with. He knows these of, greens, of right? Pebble Beach. And that is a, that is a big thing backyard. this week, especially when you have very short, you know, very small greens. You have mm-hmm. to be able to hit them and then make the putts on the slow POA. The one other thing, I do have one uh, long shot I'll throw at you in a second, Matt. The one thing to keep in mind, very weak field this year compared to seasons past, where there's only one top 10 player, three top 20, and 10 top 50 players in the Pebble Beach field this season. The uh, the Saudi international field, a lot of money being thrown at, at these mm-hmm. guys to go overseas this year. Three top 10, six top 20, and 21 of the top 50 in the uh, OWGR world rankings are uh, playing in the Saudi field. So that that's a big reason why if you're looking at the odds board and you're saying, wait, where are the rest of the big names? Mm-hmm. A lot of them, uh, Matt, just aren't aren't playing this week, and it's really a shame because this is traditionally one of the best events on tour. Yeah, it's one of my favorite events. <clears throat> but, you know, if you wonder why something is happening, money is usually the reason. That is usually the reason. You know, and you're going to yeah. look at guys who have uh, played well here in the past. Phil Mickelson, ah, of course he's not going to be around. You know, just go down the yeah, list. Look at the guys list. who are playing overseas this week. And that's why Maverick McNeely's 20-1. to 1. You're not going to find great value on him in terms oh, of the right. odds because – the guys who are typically at the top of the odds board are not here this week. And Jordan Spieth, and that's why I can play Spieth and why I can play McNeely because this, I think yeah. this uh, field's watered down enough that those guys got a legit shot uh, really to win. And I don't like to play guys near the top of the odds board, but like you said, this is a watered-down Pebble Beach field. Usually it's a it's a really strong field, and that's not the case here. Guy that I'm eyeing in, honing in on longer uh-huh. on the board, Matthew Neesmith. See okay. him at 85-1. to 1. That's the best number in the Nevada jurisdiction at Boyd. But a guy who is top 10 in strokes gained at Pebble Beach, if you look at his numbers over the last five years, has not missed a cut, mm-hmm. has multiple top 25 finishes at the Pebble Beach events. Also top 10 in strokes gained approach coming into the week. Very important when you think about the tight greens. He really struggles off the tee, but this is a, a an event that really takes the emphasis of driving out of play because it's you're forced to lay up on a lot of holes. It's a second-shot course. So I don't, I don't see guys who are weak drivers of the ball being 
all that impacted this week. And it's one of those courses where the bombers get penalized because you, you don't get the same advantage off the tee you would at, say, at Torrey Pines, like we, we saw last week. Uh, so Neesmith, he's also top 10 in good drives gained, which is more of a stat that incorporates the approach shot as well. So you combine good approach with a general ability to avoid trouble off the tee on a place that forces you into a lot of layups. Neesmith at 85 to 1, and he's in that 3, 4 to 1 range to get top 20. So it's an appealing play down the board. Well, you can't, you will see long shots on the leaderboard this week, and that's the reason why. You don't, you don't have to be a bomber at this, uh, at Pebble Beach. Last week at Torrey Pines, driving distance obviously helps, but typically I, I look at driving accuracy more than I do driving distance. Oh, no question. Yeah. And that's, that's what you get to. So Nisus has been cut the last two weeks, but again, yeah. this is a totally different setup than Torrey Pines. And Nisus played two really good rounds at the Amex after blowing up round one, shot a 75. The first round was good the last two rounds. So not buying into as, as bad of the form as he has been in. But again, it's Fitzpatrick, Spieth, Hovland, your three at the top in a very uh, watered down field. So there we go. Would you bet Fitzpatrick, Spieth, or Hovland at plus 330? That's an option at Westgate. Plus 330 for one of those three to win. How about that? Uh, I will not. No. Yeah, I'm not one. Taking to speed those. 14 to one. Speed 14. To one. There we go. Right. All right. Big thanks as well to everybody behind the scenes helping us out with our producer Brian Ortega, Andrew Engold, our technical director. We got Mikhail Bala back there, Rob Moreno, Troy Kinch, Ryan Hunter, Sergio Sanchez. I got everybody, man. And Matt Humans. Thanks for filling in, man. Go get some sleep. <laughs> Don't worry, Matt will. I'm Ben Wilson saying so long. Up next on Vison as we say so long on the Lombardi line. It is Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. 